Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In Kansas City, the Chiefs will host the Titans, where I'm going to guess it's going to be a little bit chillier than where they're pay- playing out there in the Bay Area. Here to give us some Chief insight is a guy who covers them day in and day out for the Kansas City Star. Uh, Chiefs beat writer Blair Kirkhoff joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, what's the weather like going to be tomorrow at kickoff, Blair? Little little nippy um, highs in the highs in the teens, um, and then by the end of the game, maybe single digits. So it's uh, it's going to be a cold one. So you'll see some fans uh, with with uh, no shirts on and uh, some nuts <laughs> out there. But um, but yeah, it, it's um, uh, it, it's going to be cold, bitter cold. But I don't think windy, and that's that's important if, if the wind's not blowing. So. Um, I, I look, I think they'll manage in this, at least it's not snowing. Kansas city had an ice and snow issue the other day and, uh, it's, it's cleared out by now. And they had the field at Arrowhead covered. So the field should be in great shape. That's where I was going to go next, but no snow. It's going to be cold, but no snow, which means if the field was properly treated, then the players should be able to get a good grip on the field. We'll see if they're up to the uh, diving temperatures uh, diving is what Kansas City did in the first quarter last week against the Texans, but then, like, the Phoenix rose from the ashes and did so rather quickly to reverse that game. The way that the game played out, how much of a plus do you think that is to the Chiefs this week? A little bit. Um, I, I think the fact that they know they can come back from the the deficit that they dug themselves, that 24 nothing is uh, has to do nothing but help their confidence uh, listen, you can't. You absolutely can't do that against a Tennessee Titans team that can that can control the the, the clock and, and and just pound you with Derrick Henry. So uh, probably not a good idea for the Chiefs to fall behind in in this one. But the fact that they were able to come back, force a couple of turnovers, and make a make a really nice special teams play, snuffing out a fake punt, really got them back in the game. And, and once this offense gets rolling, it, it's like a tsunami. They just kept scoring touchdown after touchdown, seven straight possessions with a touchdown. And, and, um, and then the defense played really well uh, after, after giving up the, the, early, um, uh, the early points. They did come back, rally, and played very well, as you suggest. Um, but this team is built on its offense and its quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Um, Andy Reid's had some good quarterbacks that he's coached over the years, never one as talented as Patrick Mac- Mahomes what would you grade the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, simpatico scale at right now? You know, that was a topic this week. And, um, and, and what it, it, it's not just, it's just not Reid and Mahomes. It's Mahomes and his receivers as well. They, uh, we, we've heard it ever since Mahomes became the starter that he and Reid are, you know, so um, you know, so so of one mind that they even finish each other's sentences sometimes. And and there was a play in the game last weekend where 
um, where Mahomes ended up throwing a, a long completion to Kelsey before knowing which way Kelsey was going to turn on the route. It was an option for Kelsey to turn either toward the boundary or to the inside. And Mahomes and Kelsey are on such a such a you know same page that that the the ball was right where it needed to be in the completion. So I'll tell you what, when stuff like that's happening with your offense, you you, you know you got something going on. And that Lewis, that's not to say that um, it can't be disrupted or that Mahomes is um, you know can have his, his bad throws. He certainly can, but. We haven't seen many of those in his two years as, as the chief starting quarterback. He really has been kind of a unicorn, you know, just somebody who you just – it's just different. He's such a different guy. Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Kelsey was completely unstoppable last week. We know he's one of the best tight ends. If we get uh, the 49ers and the Chiefs, I think we'll have the two best tight ends in all of football on the field at the same time, and that will be a fun competition when they're never on the field at the same time during the Super Bowl, but it'll be fun just the same. Uh, Again, uh, where he's come from and what he means to this team offensively, going against this week's opponent, Tennessee. How are they at covering the tight end? It looked like the Texans had no answer for it last week. The Titans can't let Kelsey beat him as badly as he did uh, Houston last week. What are the Titans going to throw at him to try and slow him down? Yeah, a lot of teams uh, they double him or bracket uh, Kelsey, and, and they they also they sometimes have to make a choice between Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, who you want to you know give the extra attention to, and that always works in the in the Chiefs' favor. In the regular season game between these teams, Tyreek Hill had one of his best games of the season, had 100. And, 150 yards receiving and a touchdown. Kelsey uh, also had a touch. I think he, I believe he had a touchdown reception in that game as well, but also a big game. And what was mostly impressive last week about Travis Kelsey is his 10 receptions for 130 some plus yards. Uh, he did it after hurting his hamstring. So he, he actually did not play the first series of the second half when the Chiefs went down and scored, but he did come back later in the game. So he, he compiled a lot of his numbers a week ago with a tight hamstring. He was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but he declared himself ready to go on Friday. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a he had another big game. I just I just don't think that the Titans' defense or really any defense can can hold these guys down for too much. I think you have to try to match them um, with with scoring. And, and look, the Titans have just been fantastic in in the last you know not not well since Tannehill became the starter. And they've done exactly what it's taken to, to beat the Patriots and the Ravens. Um, I think beat the Chiefs is you're, you're not going to hold them down, so you're going to have to score with them. So I think that's the objective for Tennessee on Sunday. All right, let's get to that Tennessee objective. Uh, I don't see how it can't be Henry right, Henry left, and Henry up the middle because the guy has been a machine for the last three months. He was a machine against the Chiefs earlier this year. Give me something to for a Kansas City Chief fan to put their arm around, that the run defense can do something to stop Mr. Henry other than, well, he can only score seven points at a time, and Mahomes is going to score seven, so uh, we're not worried about him because we're just going to flat-out score them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, not just in the regular season this year, but in the 2017 wildcard round, the Titans came to Kansas City, and the Chiefs had a 21-3 lead at halftime. 
And in the second half, Henry went for about 110 of his 150 rushing yards, and the Titans ended up winning that game. So the Chiefs have seen Derrick Henry twice. He has mauled them twice. He had 140 of his 188 in the second half of the regular season game. So, I, listen, I, I think the Chiefs are resigned to the idea that the guy is going to get his. Um, what you don't want is for Ryan Tannehill to have a big game as well. Tannehill's been great in the postseason, not by posting big numbers, but because Henry's so effective, that makes the play action so effective for Tennessee. And Tannehill's been able to throw some touchdown passes off the play action when Patriots and Ravens are putting, you know, eight in the box. So I, I think the idea is, you know, you, you just take your chances with Derrick Henry. You hope to get him in third and long, Tennessee in third and long situations to make Ryan Tannehill more of a passing quarterback than 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 a rushing offense and and hope to you know hope to keep them out of the end zone um as often as you can which which has been difficult i mean the, the titans have been incredible in the red zone in the in the postseason so chiefs certainly have even though they're a seven and a half point favorite i think they got their work cut out for them on on sunday and they're gonna have to be at their best they they cannot they cannot turn the ball over they they had a fumble return for a touchdown at tennessee back in week 10 and they had a field goal blocked they cannot have those things happen and, and win the game on sunday and last week special teams played a big part in the kansas city win uh positively and negatively and that's the kind of thing you can't game plan we can sit here all day and talk about what mahomes is going to do and who he's going to throw to and how he's going to be and who's going to run the ball and what the game plan is going to be and then mishaps and missteps happen on special teams and the game gets thrown into a tizzy. How confident are you in Kansas City's special teams winning the special teams battle? If you compare what Tennessee's going to be able to do uh, just regularly and what Kansas City does regularly, is there a special teams advantage to be had? That's a good question. It's a, it's a really good question, a really good point, because last week uh, the Chiefs had a punt block for a touchdown – and, uh, and and Tyreek Hill muffed a punt that set up a, another really short yardage touchdown for the Titans. So 14 to nothing on on uh, a, it was part of that 24 nothing uh, start by the Texans. So two touchdowns on special teams. The Chiefs turned around and after being down 24 to nothing, got a 58 yard kickoff return from McCole Hardman. Right. And and then and then Daniel Sorensen, the safety, um, read a fake punt made a great open field tackle to give the Chiefs a short field of their own for a touchdown. And then on the ensuing kickoff, Sorensen forced a fumble that was returned inside the, the, the five, and the Chiefs took it in for an easy one there as well. So the, 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 the special teams taketh away and they give it to the Chiefs <laughs> last week. And that's exactly right. They have to not lose the battle to Tennessee. I think it's important for Tennessee to be great on special teams because I think the Chiefs have the offense the offensive advantage. I think the defense is probably a, um, a, a split, and and then maybe whoever wins the special teams gets it done on Sunday. Yeah, it may come down to special teams again. It did last week for the Chiefs. Yeah. All right, Andy Reid's track record in the postseason is what it is. He's won a bunch of games. I think with Sunday his tenth all-time postseason win. I if think he wins. If he wins on Sunday, he'll be fourteen and fourteen uh, okay. with uh, with the Eagles and the Chiefs. But you're right. I mean, listen. He's. Uh, I, I think. I, I think part of the part of the narrative for the Chiefs on Sunday is how Andy Reid will 
handle the game, and uh, and I think it's important for his legacy to get to another Super Bowl. One with the Eagles. He hasn't been to a second one. This is his 21st year. He's the sixth winningest coach in NFL history, and the five above them have multiple either Super Bowl or NFL championship victories. And, of course, Reed doesn't have one. So I think he's crossed the threshold to be a Hall of Fame coach, but I think he uh, really solidifies his candidacy if he gets to another Super Bowl. And if he wins one, it's, it's a slam dunk. So I do think there's something on the line for Andy Reid on Sunday. And I also think he's something of a sentimental favorite in, in, uh, of the four coaches that are remaining. Uh, I think this p- football is pulling for Andy Reid in, um, in, in this game. Do his players know the perspective that you just put forth? I know a little of it because I did games down in Philadelphia when Andy was uh, the coach there and going to uh, four straight championship games when one Super Bowl came up short against the Patriots. Do the players know? Does it, do, do you media members uh, entertain questions to guys uh, who are just playing for Andy for the last year or two? Is it as big a story in that locker room as uh, a guy who's been watching Andy Reid's entire career like me would actually care about? Yeah, that's, you know, players are aware of it. And, uh, in fact, Patrick Mahomes was asked the question on, on Wednesday, and his answer was a win on Sunday would mean more, more to him for Andy Reid than to himself. So players are aware of it, and, um, and, and, and they, they know what's at stake in this game for Reid. And they came so close a year ago, right? They, they had the lead on the Patriots in the fourth quarter. The Patriots retook it. The Chiefs tied it up sent it to overtime, looked like they had the game won with an, an, an interception, but uh, an offside, a, a defensive player, D. Ford had lined up offside. So, um, so the game ended up going to overtime. The Patriots got the coin, won the coin toss, got the ball, and took it into the end zone. So the Chiefs never even had possession in the overtime. So that's how close Kansas City came to being in the Super Bowl last year. And, uh, and, and, and you know, we wouldn't be asking these questions about Reed. The Chiefs had been in the Super Bowl a year ago. The Reed subject is off the table, I think. But because they didn't get there, it's, it's part of the narrative of this game. It's, uh, not only were the players asked, but his coordinators were asked about it as well. And, and to a man, they were all, you know, we've got to get it done for Andy Reed. And so, yeah, there's, there, there's an awareness on, in, in the locker room and I think around football that this is a big game for Andy Reed. If you've already made your pick for your paper, I'm going to ask you to share it with us. If you haven't yet, then you got to at least give us a generalization <laughs> of how you think tomorrow's game is going to go. Yeah, the pick was due by Thursday, so I had to um, I had to have it in uh, earlier this week. So I I went 30-23 Chiefs, and uh, that that gives uh, the, the Titans a little bit of a cover there if, if it goes off at seven and a half, but. Um, but I, I do like the Chiefs' ability to score, especially if the conditions are going to be not windy and not wet, uh, and that's going to be the case. It, the temperature won't matter as much as the wind and, and, and a wet field, and they're not going to have either one of those. So I think the Chiefs will be able to move the ball. They scored 32 and had their season high in total yards at Tennessee in Week 10. So um, I think the Chiefs are confident offensively. What they, what they can't do and what happened in Tennessee is they – they settled for field goals. They had three touchdowns and six, and lined up six times for a field goal in Nashville. Absolutely can't have. The, they need to flip that uh, ratio to win the game on 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 Sunday. 
Appreciate you coming on, uh, Blair. You gave us some real good insight tonight. Try and stay warm. Dress warmly tomorrow. Even that uh, press box is going to be a little bit cold. <laughs> it uh, is. Enjoy, and I hope you get two more weeks of work. There you go. Thanks a lot. Good My pleasure. That's uh, Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star talking chief football here with us on CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.